Have you ever wondered why some businesses fail while others thrive? Are you wondering what resources you should use to build and launch a widely profitable business? The answer to that question is this podcast. When you combine the right knowledge, strategies, and resources, you can create and launch an impactful business. Although there are multiple businesses getting started daily, very few, if any, are profitable. How can you make a smooth transition? My mission is to simplify business building so that you can maximize your efforts. With today's demand on your attention, there are over 8,000 options to help you start a business. So where should you start? I have personally used and learned several of these processes and systems to simplify selling my own services online. In this podcast, I will share the best strategies with you. Building relationships, adding value to your customer, and serving people will take you further than solely posting on social media. Looking for likes is not an effective business strategy. If you are a real, creative, impact-driven entrepreneur that desires to learn the business strategies required to create and launch a wildly profitable business required in today's market, welcome. Keep listening as we share the strategy, processes, and systems we learn that work and don't work. Be sure to download your free Profitable Business Strategy Blueprint at ProfitableBusinessStrategy.com. I am your host, Christian R. Martinez, and you are listening to Profitable Business Strategies. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Profitable Business Strategy. I get super excited about the content that I'm creating for you guys in this podcast because um, it's all of the things that I've learned, all of the things that I'm implementing, the things that have not worked. And um, this episode in particular, um, I I really had forgot about this story. And um, it was just recently I was um, doing some videos with a friend of mine and we were talking about just the reasons why you should post content on social media, right? Why you should be consistent and why you should do these different things. Um, and, and my friend Colton Havens, he does a phenomenal job. He has a phenomenal strategy on how to take your information, put it on YouTube, and then how to get it to rank number one. Now, in a loud, noisy world, that's one of the things that you want to do. But enough about that. If you want more information, you know, leave us a comment. Like, you know, whatever you need to do, share with us and we can get you some information on that. But today I want to talk to you about that first business that I started that actually stemmed from this episode that I had did with Colton. So I remember wanting to buy a pair of shoes when I was in high school. Now, if if you remember back to 1996, what was going on at the time and what was the big thing during that time? Well, to most people, it was the 96 Chicago Bulls. But to me, I wanted to buy these pair of shoes that I thought were super, super cool. And no, they weren't Jordans. And the reason being is because the Jordans were like super expensive at the time, right? They were actually the opposing team's, uh, one of their best player, and it was the Sean Kemp's. Now, although everybody loved the Bulls and everybody wanted Jordans, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be different. I'm going to go with this guy. And this guy was a phenomenal dunker. I mean, through the roof dunker. He would just viciously just dunk on people. So I was in junior high school and I I really couldn't get a job, but I really wanted these shoes. And I had started thinking to myself, man, I really want to start a business, but I don't know what to do. And so I started sharing with a few of my friends that I wanted to start a business and they were like, dude, you're in high school. Like, so they started laughing at me and, you know, I'll share a side note with you, you know, try not to share your dreams with small minded people because they will limit your dreams. They'll put a cap on your dreams, but they don't know what you can or will be able to do. 
But that's that's something that we can talk on a further episode. So later on that day, when I went home, um, my mom was at the time working about three jobs. And I just thought, man, like she's always working. So I didn't want to ask her for a pair of shoes, but she knew something was off. So she was like, hey, what's going on? I said, I want to start a business, mom. And she was like, okay, so what do you want to do? So I told her what my idea was. I told her that there was this lady that, you know, in the morning she'd come to school. Um, she'd come to school before school and after school. And she sold empanadas. And so she would sell these empanadas and she'd sell them for like two bucks. Now, I, I was thinking to myself, I can sell empanadas. But the problem was I could sell them, but I couldn't make them. And so my mom was like, if I'm going to be doing the work, you know, I, I, she wanted me to do a business that I could sustain, which was a, a very important lesson, right? And so she said, listen, you can do what the candy lady's doing, but you have to learn how to do this for yourself so that you can learn the profits that you're making, how much it costs to buy it, all of these different things that she was sharing with me. And so I said, okay, cool. I really need to get to do this. And so I would get a small allowance. And so what I did is I went to the store and I looked through the store and I tried to figure out what could I buy. So if I was to buy chocolate, I would have to basically spend, I think it was $7 at the time. And then I could sell each chocolate for a dollar and I would make $10 and then I could go back and buy more. So at the profit would be $3. And so I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I saw something that I really I really loved. So everybody in school, I remember the days that I would bring popcorn, everybody would be like, hey, can I get some popcorn? Because I'd have like three to four bags and I'd always share the bags of popcorn and people love them. Now, I remember my favorite flavor being white cheddar. Love, love, love white cheddar. Love white cheddar. And then I instantly got this thought, well, why don't I sell popcorn? Why don't I do that? So... A few weeks later, I came back to school and I had a few extra bags of popcorn. And this time things were different. So when my friends would, would um, ask me for popcorn, I'd say, hey, guys, um, I'm no longer giving away popcorn, but I am selling some. And they're, you know, uh, 50 cents a bag. Now, you know, everybody didn't think that was a big deal. But 50 cents a bag, you know, I was making um, four dollars, right? At the end of the day, I was making $4 and one bag of popcorn seeds was about less than a dollar. It was like 99 cents. And so I was making more, I was making good money off of what I was selling and then I just had to keep up with the demand. So here is what I want to share with you. As I was doing this, I started realizing that not only was I selling out of the bags of popcorn, certain people were like, hey, you know, um, is there any other flavors that you have? So I would, what I would do is every week, I would ask people for their feedback. What kind of flavors would they like? You know, is there anything they'd like to try? And then with some of them, I'd say, hey, um, if you if you tell me how much bags you want, I will make them and then I'll bring them in the next day. So they were putting in pre-orders and I was coming back and selling the popcorns. So every day I would sell out. Every week I would add a new flavor. And then at the end of it, I saw that there were certain flavors that would actually do really well. So I always had the white cheddar that would always do really good. I always had a um, a spicy bag, and that was like a cayenne. And I always had a, another batch, but this one was a little bit harder because it was with, like I would put caramel over it, and it was a little bit sweeter, but I needed to let it kind of like dry before I put it in the bags. So the first couple of times, they didn't work out well, but 
after I made it and then I let it sit, it was almost like, um, I don't know if you remember back in the day, it was almost like Cracker Jacks. So my, I had some these different flavors and people really, really loved them, right? So I would go out and I would sell. So within three weeks, I was able to buy the shoes that I wanted. Now, why am I sharing with this, this with you? Because if you ever wondered why your business isn't being successful or if you ever had a product and you launched it to crickets, it's probably because you created a great product in your mind, but nobody knew about it. I remember listening to one of my mentors talk about this and he says if if it takes the if if it takes you money to educate the market on what you have then it's going to be expensive to teach people and 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 and, and have them want your product. Everybody loved the snacks that I was already bringing. I used to bring popcorn all the time and I'd try these just creative snacks for myself. Just I'd put different flavors on it just because I love popcorn. And to this day we eat popcorn three, maybe five times a week. I love popcorn. I have a, a popcorn machine. My mom got me a popcorn machine for my birthday. Um, I think it was actually for my birthday or for Christmas. And then my wife recently got me a newer popcorn machine. We have a little theater at our house because um, we just love popcorn that much. But what I'm telling you is, is when you when you ask people for what they want and you give them what they want, they will pay you for it. Um, you know, so think about that. Every time I was given a request, I would make a few updates and then I would sell out. Now, some requests I didn't I didn't meet just because the demand wasn't high enough. Um, I had people ask for strawberry flavored popcorn, orange flavored popcorn, just these different things, and I would make them and then I wouldn't sell out. So I would make a small amount and then I just figure out which ones are selling out the most, right? And so you have to also understand that anytime you get feedback when it comes to a product, you get two types of feedback. One, feedback about your current product or two, feedback about a future product. So every time I would ask for feedback, I was either getting feedback on what I was currently selling or what I should sell in the future. So I want to end this uh, episode with this. Why do you want to sell what you want to sell? Are people already asking for it? Or is something that you thought in your mind was a great idea? Understanding your customer and what they want is a better strategy than coming up with a product inside your own mind. This is what profitable business strategy means. This is what selling um, out with profits ahead, building your profits into your business. I hope this episode serves you. I hope you have a great day. This is the Popcorn Dealer signing off. I'll see you on the next episode. We live in a world where there's an abundance of wealth, hope, possibilities, and second chances. However, there are places right now that people don't get that. FM Global Impact is about providing hope, community, and faith to those that stumble along the way. Back in 2021, we partnered with the Kingdom of Tonga's Dare to Dream program to bring this project to life. We helped get people that were returned to their country because they were deported uh, back on their feet. The project is about life restoration, community, and legacy. This project helps returnees resurrect their life by first learning a trade to build their home, resurrect their home, which is symbolic of them building their life back up, putting it back together. After they learned a skill, they go into the community and they start 
home restorations. They help the community uh, repair homes that were damaged by natural disasters. They also help the community by teaching these skills to youth. Lastly, as they've become this, this beacon of hope, this beacon of restoration, they have taken the second chance as returnees to take it upon themselves to provide a program that helps um, mentor youth in the community. Once they have completed this program, they teach the youth how to build crafts and how to learn these skills so that they can see all of the possibilities that they have. They discuss the importance of making good decisions. And as we continue to work with this project, we are building not only homes in the community, homes for these returnees, but the things that we want to do in the future is build a community center, a skate park, and a movie theater for the, for the island because there's no place for these kids to go after school to have a safe space, high quality after school programs, and a growth environment to teach them what it means to be a leader in today's world. If you would like to be part of that mission, go to www.fundglobalimpact.com and donate today. Every little bit helps and you can start making an impact today.